0: To Cue the Apology, a parent's guide to faith at home. I'm Gavin. And I'm Nate. And you might make mistakes as a parent, but you are an expert on your kids. We're not really experts on anything, nope. like at all, but we've read some books. Yeah, we did. So take it away, Nate. You read a book this week, a real book. Well, I'm the in Bible. process,
1: in process of, and it used the Bible.
0: <laughs> I was going to say a real book,
1: unlike the Bible, but the Bible is in fact 66, 66 real <laughs> books. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, yeah. So we've been going through a series on how to pray and I've been teaching mm. that out on Sunday mornings and we did like a small group of it and there's a devotion series that we did with it. And it really kind of brought me back to our roots of why we started this podcast of mm. equipping parents to teach faith at home. Yeah. That, that was really the the call out when we talk to people. It's like, hey, what what are you missing? What are you lacking in the season? We're like, we don't know how to teach faith like we, we don't know how to teach it out ourselves because we're still figuring it out ourselves. So like, how do we teach our kids? And so that's why we've brought different parents in, seeing if we can learn tips and tricks from them. Um, it's why we've been reading books. And then we just kind of got on tangents of like, whoa, these are crazy good articles. <laughs> and you and I were talking the other week and it was just, we need to get this focus of why did we start this? Let, yeah. Let's get back to the, the main root of it. And so as I've been teaching adults to pray, it really hit me like, how do we teach kids to pray? Like if adults don't know how to pray, then the kids definitely don't know how yeah. to pray.
0: And that's a hard thing. Teaching yeah. kids to pray, they're like, what do I do?
1: Well, they're they're like, what do I do? Because that's what's been modeled for them of what do I do? Or incredible showmanship. Yeah. Like yeah. there are some people that I just want to listen to them pray. Because like, that's the stuff right there.
0: Yeah. I heard a story recently of somebody who, they were talking about a time that they prayed out loud and like got in trouble for like the quality of their prayer Ew. from their parent and um, i was like are you kidding
1: me? nope nope not okay with that
0: That like yeah it's but it just goes to show like what we've made prayer a lot of times this, yeah like performance right where it's it's not for showmanship in fact jesus directly says that it's yeah, not he's like you
1: see those hypocrites don't be like them yeah <laughs> they've got their reward that's yeah. it it's done yeah you got somebody to notice and be like good praying <laughs> praying if you get a praying. clap
0: for your prayer you've probably done it wrong
1: oh don't say that do you know how many pastors i know get i clap? just i thought of that after i oh, said man, it don't say like, that. that 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 that's not right <laughs> it's just so much uh so i was thinking about what's the easiest way to teach a kid to pray and yeah. we normally do rhymes. Let's be honest. We teach it's them true. to memorize a rhyme. Yeah. And unfortunately, that while that is, it is praying, it's not teaching them to pray. It's teaching them to recite something. It's the same as us yeah. learning to do speeches or pledges or any, anything like that. It's not a skill that I know other than a skill of memorization.
0: Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like some of those rhymes are awesome. Like, oh. So much fun they're good. Like the words are good, Yep. but you see so many times like people who go to like summer camp who just know the rhyme, but like it means nothing to them. unless They
1: know how to say it. My (laughs) wife and and sister grew or her sister. Sorry. They grew up going to church camp as kids. Mm -hmm. And so we had them over for dinner. I don't know. This is like last year sometime, I don't know, whatever, COVID, Thursday. Um, and the two of them just started like busting out into these camp church prayer songs. Yeah. And my brother-in-law and I are just like looking at each other, like <laughs> what's going on. Then I knew some, but then he still knew like none of them. Yeah. And I was like, what is going <laughs> on? Or the, ugh, I don't want this to come out bad because it, it's not meant that way. Uh, I know some families, I've been over to their house for prayer and they're teaching kids to pray and they do like the Jaws prayer.
0: Jaws prayer. What's that?
1: It's like, oh man, dear Lord, let us, Thank him for our food. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's just kind of like the theme of Jaws. Or it was like,
0: how does Jaws come into prayer? Oh, there's like prayer, Johnny Appleseed.
1: Like there's, there's all these prayers. And honestly, it's great getting your kid engaged. So how do we take it to the next step where it's an intentional prayer, hmm. not just a blessing for a yeah. meal, which are crucial and, and important and good disciplines to have, yeah. but to actually pray. And it really kind of hit me as I was doing my studies, that intercessional prayer Mm. is the easiest way to teach someone to pray which sounds just like mind-boggling because it's like oh it's intercessory prayer this is intense
0: yeah now for those who might not be used to the word intercession could you just quickly say what is intercessory prayer well,
1: that's kind of all of this it's okay. stepping <laughs> in to pray for someone else yeah or for something else it's Um, petition is, is praying for yourself where you're asking for yourself. Intercessory is asking for someone else. And that's why I'm like, this is the best way to teach kids to pray because it, it teaches them kindness. It teaches them care Mm. and it teaches them to look and expect for the movement of God.
0: That's good. That's good. So
1: like if we're doing a petitionary prayer, it's just asking God for things for yourself, which is necessary. But if we're teaching prayer, uh, I've actually been doing this with Amos because we started the rhyme and we were trying to get him to memorize it, but our bedtime rhyme is too long.
0: <laughs> he falls asleep?
1: No, he just gets bored. Oh, okay. And it's yeah. too much for him to memorize. Was it? <laughs> what is it? I can't remember. You can't even memorize I, it. I, no, <laughs> I'm done say, you can ask some of our junior highs, like on junior high <laughs> retreats, I was like, okay, guys, it's bedtime. I'm going to say Amos's bedtime prayer for you. And I prayed over their room, <laughs> like Amos's <laughs> bedtime prayer. And it's just like tucking them in. It was awesome. That's awesome. Um, Father, we thank you for the night and the pleasant morning light, for rest and food and loving care and all that makes the day so fair. Help us to do the things we should, to be to others kind and good, and all we do in work or play. Let us grow, be, or become loving, more loving every day. Amen. Something like that. What a prayer. It's great. (laughs) It's great. It teaches him a lot of things, but if that's all he knows, it's memorization. So here's what we've started doing. We're like, name three people you want to pray for. And that's intercessory prayer. There it is. But it is him praying for something or someone else. Mm. So sometimes we'll say three people, we'll say three things. And I mean, we've prayed for some dumb stuff. Like we, we've prayed for the lights in his room. And so for those, as you would expect, right? Because he he likes them. And so we give thanks, which Mm. is still prayer. And, And so we've taught him to give thanks for things, or he wants to pray for his grandparents or he'll, and honestly, it's so touching when we're like, okay, what do you want to pray for Amos? He's like, mommy and daddy. We're like, All right. (laughs) Sounds good. Um, Or he'll say our dog or his brother. And it's this intercessory, this stepping out, this caring for others that really teaches him to pray because he has to engage in it. He has to think about it.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Because I feel like you also get such a variation, but it's so great because you have so many different ways of praying that you can teach in that moment. Because if he asks for prayer for his lights, that's (laughs) prayer for like thankfulness. Yeah. But if it's prayer for a person who's maybe not feeling well, then that is prayer over someone. Like it's all these different types of prayers that can be taught just by engaging him and asking what he wants to pray for. I like
1: absolutely, that. Absolutely. Really cool. uh, so it, here's just a quote because other people are smarter than us. It's true. Um, Richard Foster says, if we truly love people, and I mean that that should be our desire as children of God to love and care for his creation. So mm-hmm. if we truly love people, we will desire for them far more than it is within our power to give them. We want to give them more than we have. If we love someone, we want to give for them. We want the best for them. And this will lead us to prayer. Intercession is a way of loving others.
0: Wow. That's, That's really good. That just hits me personally, because I know sometimes like you think about it and you're like, oh, I want to do more for this person to show them I love them, to actually care for them and provide for them. But when I do that, I'm limiting how much I can do for them based on who I am. But when I pray for them, yeah. I'm now expanding it to God. You're expressing
1: do your love for someone yeah. because you have the care and intention to pray for them. Uh, D.L. Moody, who uh, was a great theologian and pastor. I, I talked about this last Sunday, a story of he carried a list of a hundred names of people who didn't know Jesus. Mm-hmm and he carried it for years and he would just Whoa. stop and pray for them because that was his love and compassion and care for them Whoa. and by the time of his death 96 of those names were crossed off and at his funeral the last four came to faith that is
0: amazing that that's like praise break right here cuz that is-
1: It is, and it's a huge testimony to the simple act of intercessory prayer. If we want to teach people to pray, if we want to make a habit of prayer, so often we're like, I don't know what to pray for. Make a list of like five people Mm -hmm. that you like, whether they know Jesus (laughs) or not, and take that moment to express love for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whether you're giving thanks for them or whether you're praying for their situation. And for kids, this is really easy because they all have parents and grandparents. Yeah. Like different sets, different orders. Some may have lots. Some may have a few. No matter your family dynamic, you can always pray for parents and grandparents. Absolutely. And it's an act of love. It's an act of care. And that's what we want to teach kids, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And that teaches far beyond just prayer, but it also teaches prayer and the importance of it you can even pray for those that you don't like because there you're teaching them the lesson of like love your enemy. Yeah. Love your enemy. You're actually teaching them that just through prayer. Like it's not that hard. Like pray for what you want
1: to change. Well, pray for them to, well, I don't like them. They're mean to me. Okay. So let's pray for kindness. Let's pray. Maybe something's happening in their house. So let's pray for their parents. Maybe the person is hurt or scared. Like, there's so many opportunities for us to pray and teach prayer to kids in that just by praying for someone other than yourself.
0: Yeah. And also teaching it right perspective of people too in prayer. So it's, it does both, but the emphasis is prayer here. Emphasis is prayer.
1: And it's, it's that discipleship now. Just, just do it. Yeah. Like I, my parents, pastor, Man, he's just so challenged me on this, not by saying, Nate, you should do this more. But no matter when you talk to him, he's like, hey, can we just pray about that right now? So good. Like it's a phone call, five minute phone call. Great. Hey, can we just pray real quick? Yeah. And it's, it, he just has that ingrained in him that we're going to take everything to God. We're going to think about God in the situation.
0: Imagine what your life would be like if after every conversation you just prayed with that person.
1: Imagine what your life would be like if, when someone brought a need to you, or you saw something, you're like, "Hey, I'll pray for you." You actually prayed for. You them. did, <laughs> right away, in that moment. Yeah, yeah. It's something I've, I've really been trying to do. Do more. Like if I hear yeah. something, it's like, "Hey, can I pray with you?" Or if it's like a text message or something, it's just like, "I want you to know I'm praying for you right now." Yeah, I'm putting that right now just changes the emphasis and it doesn't need to be 12 hour prayers. It can be 12 second prayers. Yeah. It's the fact that's being brought to God. Exactly. Now, because we're about teaching kids. Yes. We need to find Bible stories that are super fun for them to like imagine these things. Yes. Right. So, uh, you and I were talking like two minutes ago, uh, well, maybe 12 minutes ago, looking at the timer, (laughs) uh, about one of our favorite Bible stories in judges with Jay hood Oh, yes. Who is just the sweet (laughs) spy who is left-handed, and so he sneaks in to see a king and nobody suspects him for a weapon because they're like, ha, we checked your right side, and everybody must be right-handed. Yep, I'm (laughs) left-handed. And it gets just crazy in that he like stabs the king, but the knife disappears in the fat of the king. He runs out a window, and everyone's like, Man, this is taking too long. The king must be on the toilet. (laughs) Like it's just how is this story in the bible so look for these stories not that i have an example of an intercessional prayer right? i thought
0: you were going to twist that story into some I intercession. Can't. i
1: can't no that's <laughs> like that's blind. beyond i shouldn't there's yeah, no reason don't do to do that <laughs> But no, what I I do want to focus on is in Exodus. Hmm. So this is as Israel has now peaced out of Egypt. They've gone across the river and they've kind of like gotten the Ten Commandments, broke them. They're doing their own thing at this kind of point. Yeah. And they're fighting different inhabitants. Hmm. They're they're, they're at war with different nations. Yeah. So there's this cool story. Uh, where Joshua is leading the battle and everyone's like, "Yay, team Joshua. He's pretty sweet and because he brings everyone to the promised land. Yeah. Um, but Moses Kinda is cool. still kicking around, and, but he's a little bit of an old dude. And so he goes out on a mountaintop to pray over the battle. Wow. Yeah? That's a wow moment? Yeah. Okay. If you can't fight physically, <laughs> fight in prayer. Fantastic. So he's up there <laughs> praying and what they start to notice is every time his hands are in the air... Israelites are winning. And then because he's old, he's like, oh, I can't keep them up. Mind <laughs> you, forget being old. If you and I tried to yeah, hold, I, hands up, maybe two minutes and yeah. then I'd be And when I was in youth myself, we did like this joint service with other youth and we did like a skit and I was supposed to be Jesus, but we didn't have like a real cross to tie me <laughs> to. So I had to pretend <laughs> to hold my arms up. I literally practiced for a month of how long I could hold my arms out because it just hurt and they would just slowly drop. You needed
0: an Aaron and Miriam there to help you.
1: Man, I did. Uh, And so, is it Miriam? I was just, I was literally thinking in my mind. I was like, is it Miriam? No, it's her as a H-U-R, not H-E-R. It's Aaron and her. It's two dudes. Oh, gosh. I'm looking at it right here. My whole perspective of the story has changed. So... Uh, Aaron and Miriam are his brother and sister. Yeah, so that'd be super sweet. that's why I sweet. thought it was them in my family mind. Family supporting, but it, it's a, a family and friends. This is not a family No, it's, uh, a, it's a family moment. and friends affair, yeah. which is great because that's what we really want to emphasize here. Absolutely. Anyways, so Joshua's fighting, leading the army, and Moses is up on a mountain praying. He's got his arms up. Everyone's like, yay, we're winning. And then he will like... Drop his arms because he's old and tired yeah. and it's really hard to do. And then like, oh, we're losing. And then he's like, oh, arms up. It's, it's literally like doing the wave at a baseball game. I wish everyone could see what I'm seeing right now in front of me. He's doing this. And so when they realize that it's as he prays with his hands up that the battle is being won. Yeah. So friends and family, Aaron and, and her, <laughs> yes. show up and keep Moses' arms up. And he just keeps praying and this is intercessory prayer he's not praying for himself he's praying for his people that they are healthy that they are safe that the battle doesn't tear them apart that they can come Mm. home to their families that the glory of god can be seen here and it's so i I don't want to get into this whole military campaign that god's like praying for military victory that's not the point here yeah the point here is that moses is praying for his people yeah he's standing in for them and it's with the support of friends and family that the miracle happens. Yeah. And also it's not just a five second prayer. It, it took time. And so we need to make sure we teach our kids that, that when we're praying, it's not just cause you pray tonight that it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to take time. Yeah. And Absolutely. anytime we see like an instant miracle or we hear about crazy cool miracles, I, I would challenge you to look at who the miracle happened to or who they who was praying for it. And I really think you'll find that that person had a prayer life prior to the moment. It's yeah. not just a, Hey, I came to faith five seconds ago. I put a Ooh. prayer down. <laughs> Magic happened. <laughs> I, I heard a saying,
0: was this you on Sunday? I heard this very recently. So very Let, well. Let's find out. Then. I'm excited. But <laughs> it was basically the idea that behind every miracle, there is a person praying for longer than just the instant miracle so that that was me on sunday
1: okay yeah which is really pete grieg from the book okay how to pray a simple guide (laughs) He's a great man uh yeah he really talks about that you can't have faith without faithfulness yeah god's gift to us is faith and so our gift back to him is faithfulness and and faithfulness takes time yeah and if we have every miracle granted to us right away, then there is no faithfulness uh, in, in, or patience or, or waiting. And so we need to make sure we teach our kids that, that their prayer life isn't just instant gratification. Yeah, It is an investment because you love the person yeah. that you're praying for.
0: Which is so great. Like this gets me excited because this is something that I'm retraining in myself right now, this consistency in prayer for specific situations and not relenting in that prayer because I feel like there's so many of us as adults now who struggle to just pray consistently for something. Yeah. We expect an immediate result and when it doesn't happen, we're like,
1: uh well, is God real? Is my faith real? Is something yeah. wrong with me? Or or like you're developing faithfulness. You are yeah. continually caring for that person or yeah. that thing. Yeah. It's a, a continued expression of love. Yeah. Um Here's a way to kind of help get it in our heads, maybe a little bit. Have you heard the term mind the gap? I have, like
0: at a subway station.
1: Yeah, I thought you went subway restaurant. Not a subway restaurant. So (laughs) (laughs) often.
0: I thought, yeah. I want to know what that would be in the context of a subway restaurant.
1: restaurant. Yeah, no. So, yeah, I mean, the term originated in England. It's all over, that's where it became famous, where it's like getting on the subway or the train, like watch the space. And, and so minding the gap is really kind of this great imagery of prayer hmm. that you, you are there. The gap is where you're standing between the subway, between this, uh, the, where you, the platform mind that gap, that space is where you are with intercessory prayer. You're hmm. trying to join heaven and earth together. Wow. I like that. I like that. So uh, Pete puts it this way. To intercede is to mind the gap between heaven and earth. It is to intervene or mediate between two parties as the equal friend of both. Hmm. And so that's why we intercede. That's why we need to teach our kids to intercede. You are a friend of heaven. You are a friend of earth and you are in the middle trying to bind them, bring them together. That's why you're caring for someone who is stuck on earth, who is stuck in earthly problems. And you're trying to bring heaven to them because you're the mutual friend.
0: And how great does that fit into what we talked about a few weeks ago on the kingdom of God, that we are the outposts of Absolutely. that kingdom here. Right. And we are the ones that get to pray and bring the two together. It's, yeah, it's amazing. A joining.
1: It's amazing. So here's where we're going to kind of round this down a bit. So let's go further into the Exodus story. Let's do it. And, um, this is <laughs> less fun. Uh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we witnessed Moses minding the gap between the people of Israel because they make a golden calf. Yes. So yes. they've been out there doing <laughs> some stuff and it's great. It's awesome. Um, they got out of Egypt and then they're just like, Oh, we're screwed. Well, we'll hang out at the bottom of this mountain. Moses is like, I'm going to go talk to God, or B, except he's not. And so they get impatient. They're like, guess he died on the mountain. Yep. <laughs> Who's got some gold? Let's make our own image of God, and they make a golden calf. And they all have gold to make this calf. Yeah. yeah. Somehow, all these slaves. <laughs> yes, they just took wait, it with them. Okay. They're like here we go. Um, so they make they make this golden calf, and God says, "Leave me alone, so that my anger may burn against them, and that I may destroy them." Whew. Okay, so God's a little angry. That <laughs> he freed the people, and then they're like golden calf Jesus? Yeah. And he's like, no. Uh, but Moses in the story refuses to back off. Yeah. And to kind of paraphrase it, God is kind of like, oh, well, I guess you know best if that's really what you want, who am I to stand in your way? And, and he's just like, God, don't, don't do it. <laughs> Keep them safe. Like he, he's interceding. He's standing in between. And it, it's really interesting to note in this, that it says the Lord relented. Mm-hmm. Now, um, most theologians would kind of say it this way, that God, Moses didn't change God's mind. Yeah. We don't have that much influence in God. That we, we had can, a
0: debate on this. In, Did you? Yeah. Bible college. We
1: yeah. don't have that much influence where we can just completely change God's mind on something. But one one theologian kind of put this way. While the story of Exodus 32, that's what I just talked about, appears to depict God changing his mind in mm-hmm. response to Moses' prayers. When it's considered in the light of Christ, which should be our filter to read all of scripture, yeah, um, you understand that God's heart is to save and not destroy. Yes. So recognizing that Moses is kind of a forerunner, yeah. an image of Jesus, yeah. uh, he's interceding for salvation. What we can more accurately understand is that God wanted Moses to intercede in this way from the start because his heart was not to destroy, but to redeem his people. I love that. So when we see things in our lives where we're like, okay, it looks like God is ticked off, it looks like things are being destroyed, get in there. Yeah. Be the prayer of salvation, be the image of Jesus, be the outpost, mind the gap, get yourself in there. And it's such an easy way to pray. Take the 12 seconds, Pray for grandma, pray for mom, pray for the bully, pray for the household, Yeah, and and teach your children to pray for themselves that way.
0: Yeah. Because what you're teaching is that God wants you to be part of the story. Absolutely. And that's why prayer is so important, is that is you being part of the story. We're
1: called heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. That means we're family, we're adopted, and, and we have a seat at the table, so... Take up your seat, pull in your chair, have the conversation and be like, God, I want to bring this. Yeah. I
0: love what it has to say about who we are in Christ and how it teaches our kids to pray because that's not going to just build their prayer life, but it's going to build who they are. Yeah. It's a two in one thing. And that's why that intercessory prayer with our kids, your kids
1: is so important. It's huge. It's huge. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out. I'm Nate. And I'm Gavin. And we'll talk to you later. See you guys.